Hi, I'm Simon Theakston, and welcome to the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. The way the global obsession with the crime genre continues to grow year on year is simply astonishing, and this year's long list proves the remarkable talent on offer in crime writing from legends of the craft to eager-eyed newcomers. The short list is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar, because they say an Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. I'll tell you why if you come to the festival in July. Good health. Hello, I'm Joe Haddo, and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Long Listees, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Theakston's Old Peculiar. And today I'm joined by best-selling author and rock star Mark Billingham. Hello and welcome to you. Hello, Joe. You're going to edit that rock star bit out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you are, fun-loving crime writers. Wannabe. 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 Fine, yeah. that's Monkey. I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we uh, I was going to say hi, how are you, and do the whole sort of it's been a while, but it hasn't because we um we sort of caught up, didn't we, recently? So I know you're well, yeah, yeah, at a festival. We've we've had all the conversations we need to have, so this is going to be really, really dull, <laughs> really dull because I've got I've got nothing more to ask you. No, thanks honest. very much. Goodbye. <laughs> but I suppose I should say congratulations on being long-listed. Um, the book is Rabbit Hole. Perhaps you could uh, introduce us to the character of Alice and set up this story for those that might not have got to it yet. Yeah, so so Rabbit Hole is a standalone novel. It's not it's not one of the Tom Thorne novels. It's a standalone. Um, but that's not the only thing that makes it a very different book for me. Um the entire book is written in the first person, which I've never done before, and uh, is written from the point of view of a character called Alice Armitage, Detective Sergeant Alice Armitage. Uh, there is a murder on, a, on an acute psychiatric ward uh, in North London, and Alice Armitage, you know, is going to solve the case and try and find the killer, the only problem being that she's also a patient on the ward, uh, which makes her, as she admits very early on in the book, a very unreliable narrator because she's either just taken some medication or she's just coming off some medication and she doesn't know what's real and what isn't and I loved writing it I had an absolute ball I wrote it in lockdown so it has a kind of I don't think it's a coincidence it has a kind of uh, claustrophobic feel to mm. it um, and yeah you're you're in Alice's head the whole time and uh, I had a lot of fun being there <laughs> <laughs> and we had a lot of fun reading it as well um, and with that sort of unreliable narrator trait, you know, you, as you said, this is a very different book for you. It's not a thorn book and it's written in the first person. What, what sparked that? What made you suddenly think, oh, this is what I want to do? Well, I mean, this is why it's also a very personal book because uh, it was sparked by the experience of a close family member on an acute psychiatric ward, uh, very similar to the one fictionalised in the book and also one of my closest friends. Uh, and it made me want to write about mental health or to use that as a sort of setting. And obviously I, I went into said ward many times. Um, and 
although a lot of what went on when I was there was very traumatic and painful. Also funny, I should say, also darkly funny. I mean, there's no question this is the funniest book I've ever written. I don't know why it should be that way, but it, but it is. Um, but at the same time that I was there, I just thought this would be the most fantastic setting for a for what is essentially a locked room mystery. I think I think it was Graham Greene who said all writers have a chip of ice at their heart and maybe crime writers have a slightly bigger chip than other people because in the midst of, you know, some of the terrible stuff that was happening, I, I did think, wow, just what a perfect place to set up a, a crime novel, you know. Yeah. But you, you mentioned this being possibly the funniest book that you've written because you do like to have a bit of that black hu- humour in all of your books. Um, this is particularly funny as well as talking about very serious topics as well yeah um is it important to have that light and shade do you think not just to you but generally in crime fiction oh generally in any fiction joe i mean i you know i can't read any book that doesn't have some humor in there somewhere because you know that's not what life is like you know there is always humor even even at the darkest of moments and i think when you when you when there is dark humor within a you know a very serious story. It actually makes it actually makes the terrible things that happen that much more terrible. You know the the light. You know where there are moments of lightness, it makes the darkness darker. Uh, to put it very simply, mm-hmm. and and the people I met, the health, the mental health professionals I met and that I spoke to while I was researching the book, have just the blackest senses of humour. I mean, I thought <laughs> coppers did, uh, but you know, until you've been hanging around with with mental health nurses for a while. And, and I guess they have to. They just have to because they, they are dealing with some really terrible things. And they're dealing with people who, at the worst moments in their lives, I mean, Alice very early on in the book says, you know, you take a whole bunch of people who are going through the worst thing they could possibly go through. You drug them up to the eyeballs, stick them all together in the same place. And she says, you know, it, it's amazing that a murder doesn't happen every day. Um, you know, there, there is. But I should stress also some really funny, some of the stuff I saw, some of the stories people told me are just unbelievably funny you know yeah and with a character that you've been writing obviously for years and years and years who you know inside out uh what are the what are the joys of of a new character a fresh character a character that's just developing you know where you don't have to remember oh did i put in book four that he likes green and you know like what are the the joys of having that freedom uh, another writer john connolly once described that that backstory you have for your series character as being like jacob marley dragging his chains around (laughs) you know you have to remember all this stuff what color are his eyes again what you know all that um so yeah a new character it's brilliant you've got a completely blank slate and but alice i kind of knew who alice was i can't really explain why i knew who she was I wanted her to be kind of irreverent and rude and stubborn and funny and not to suffer fools gladly and to have this enormous frustration that she can't do her job. You know, she's a cop and she can't do her job because nobody's taking her seriously. You know, there's a point when the police arrive, you know, because obviously a murder has been committed and she's going, listen, uh, you know, Detective Sergeant Alice Armour's chair and I can help. So fill me in. What's the this? Who's the SIO? Blah, blah, blah. And she's standing there in pyjamas and slippers. Uh, and you know, you, and the coppers are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you get this this patient out of the way? And so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her, her frustration just builds through the book until she starts suspecting everyone, you know, including herself. Um, but it was it was great. And and the one of the one of the joys of this book was that I had a voice in my head. I had a voice in my head, and that was the voice of the actress Maxine Peake. Uh, Alice is Northern, uh, and and I I just was hearing that voice. And so when it came time to do the audio book. The producers said, 
you got any any actresses? Because I normally do my own audiobooks, but I obviously couldn't mm. do this one. And I said, well, you know, we could always ask Maxine Peake. We won't get her. And we bloody did. And she was just brilliant. Honestly, it's the best audio, best narration of a book I've ever heard. She was absolutely fabulous. And took that, when that extra mile, you know, called me up to discuss like what accent the character should have or what I thought about that, which which 99 out of 100 actors don't do, I'm convinced. Wow. She did. And it was amazing. Brilliant, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's, I mean, how great that you had had that very voice. I, I did. I did. And I'm not sure she believed me when I told her. I said, but I, I generally did hear your voice, you know. This is um, just me, like, buttering you up, you know. This, no, this yeah, I'm not just is. saying that. But I wrote, it was it was probably the book, the quickest book I've ever written, Joe. Uh, partly because we were in lockdown and I, I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. I wasn't doing what my wife calls swanning around. Uh, <laughs> I've got to go to a book festival. Yeah, go and swan around. Go on, that's what you do do some swanning so i didn't have time for swanning um but also there's something about writing in the first person where the words just you know rush out of you you know obviously you mm. edit them and stuff, but it really is that sort of stream of consciousness thing if she walks into a room what she's seeing what she's hearing what she's smelling you know uh you don't have to worry about other points of view um yeah no i, I thoroughly enjoyed writing it and will you do first person again now? Um, I, I think I might. I think I might. I've done it in little bits for other books. Sometimes we've been in a killer's head and it's been first mm. person. Um, and it has its own challenges because, as I say, the fact that you can't have other points of view. Um, and you're also asking a reader. You know, you're asking a lot of a reader. You're asking them to spend 400 pages with one character. So that yeah. character has got to be entertaining. It's got to be someone they want to spend time with, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think I might do it again. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you are no stranger to this award and have been long-listed many times. Um, but I imagine it was still a thrill, was it, to hear that you'd you'd made the long list, especially for... Oh, my God, yeah. Guys. I mean, yeah. the day the day news like that is not thrilling is the day you should just be just... <laughs> your pen, if, if writers ever use a pen, should be, should be ceremonially snapped across somebody's <laughs> knee and you should never be allowed to write another book. Um, God, of course it's thrilling. And, and it's an incredible list to be part of looking at some of the other authors on it and some of the other books. So yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, and yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. What does the Thieves and Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award mean to you? Well, it's the, it's, it's what kicks off the whole weekend. It's what kicks off the whole fabulous Thieves Old Peculiar Crime Writing Festival, which is the best crime festival in the world, bar none. Uh, it, it, it's the, the first weekend you mark out in your diary every year, you know, and we can't wait to get there. It's our, it's everything. It's our annual general meeting. It's a huge party. It's, uh, you know, yeah, of course, there's business done, some serious things discussed, but it, it, it's just a fabulous weekend. And the sort of at the centre of it is this is this amazing award and, you know, which has been going a long time now and has, and has rapidly it. become just hugely important. And so, yeah, to be to be considered for it is, is always an honour. And uh, it's Denise Minor chairing this year. Yes, uh, it is. Who's bringing some brilliant events and authors. What are you most looking forward to this year? Do you have any highlights? I'm looking forward to interviewing Michael Connolly. Uh, oh, who is wonderful. Just, you know, doesn't get any better than that. Uh, and he's somebody we've been trying to get for a while. And, you know, we had him and then we didn't. And then we had him and then there was a pandemic. And then, uh, but he is coming, you know, come hell or high water. He'll be, he'll be there in July. So I can't wait to talk to him. Um, obviously, I'm looking forward to, to hosting the quiz uh, on the Saturday night with Val McDermott, which is, again, always a sort of, it's like, oh, it's just a bit of fun, the quiz, just a little bit of fun to round off the Saturday night. And then you see the sort of fury and rage. as <laughs> yeah. 
I said it was Hercule Poirot. No, it's Miss Marple. Um, people get <laughs> people getting very cross. And my, 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 one of my fondest memories of Harrogate is still a moment where years ago, when one of the questions of the quiz was, I said, in which, in which Agatha Christie novel does Hercule Poirot die? And this tragic voice from the back of the room just went, he dies. <laughs> Hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, but but there are so many great events uh, oh. that, that have been put together. It's an amazing programme this year. Yeah, it looks brilliant. And uh, really excited to see you there as well for the quiz and for the Michael Connolly event and many other things. Uh, and remember, all of our long list of books are available to buy from Waterstones. And if you've already read Mark's book and you know you want it to be the winner, well, head over to Harrogate. ThinkstonCrimeAward.com, HarrogateThinkstonCrimeAward.com before the 26th of May, where you can cast your vote. What an absolute pleasure to see you again, Mark. And we very much look forward to uh, sharing a pint of Thinkstons outside the old uh, Swan very soon. At least one. At least one. At least one. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks very much. Thanks, mate.